What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the category is Pose Podcast, and I am so excited that Pose is back on our TV. It's been a three-year time lapse in the show, but it's only been a year in our lives, and it felt like forever, so I'm glad to see Blanca, the rest of the House of Evangelista, even the House of Ferocity back on the television screen. But I know that last season, I told you guys that I would find a co-host for this podcast, and I did. Um, Z, would you like to introduce yourself to the rest of the world? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, what's up, guys? It's Z, just like the letter, easy to remember. Mm-hmm. And just like Roman said, I'm over here co-hosting this stuff. I'm over here getting excited for Pose and everything. And, you know, I'm ready to mm, 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 all over everybody. Mm, now, were you posing or were you voguing? I was doing a little bit of both. I think it was both at the same exact time. Oh, yes. I think I've seen that out and about. I've seen you pose, <laughs> Vogue, do all that, twirling and dunking and junking. So, yes, um, Z is our new co-host. As well as a co-host, he's also my best friend. Um, he knows a lot of things, a lot more. He's a lot more in the community than I am, definitely. He's, what did you call you? The Supreme? Oh, he's Don't the Supreme. Even. He's the Supreme. But it's the old Supreme. Very, oh, very, so very old. She's Let's still not. living. She's still here. She's still le- living on a respirator, but she has enough <laughs> energy to come and do this with me. So we have something that we do together. Z, when was the first time you first started watching Pose? And when did you know that Pose was the show for you? Okay, honestly, so I've been a longtime fan of Pose since last Thursday <laughs> um, when I decided to go ahead and binge watch it because I was like, you know what? I want to go ahead and do a little show with my best friend. Um, and I think it was honestly within the first episode that I fell in love with it. And I knew it was for me. Because mm-hmm. I've been trying to get you to watch Pose for a long time. So what made you think <laughs> that Pose was like, mm, I don't really want to watch it? You know, okay, honestly, um, I don't want to say I judged a book by its cover, but I judged the show by its cover. And me thinking that I'm not too much in the community was like, nah, it's not, gonna re- not really going to have any relation, no kind of a forefront for me. But lo and behold i was completely wrong yes jesus has risen and um did pose turn out to be what you thought it was how you say you judged the book by its cover what were the differences that you thought from what you prejudged and when you watched the show um so i think in all honesty the only prejudgment i had was just that it's gonna be a wax show um (laughs) And that's all, that's all I really gave to it. Um, and once watching it, though, I realized how much of it uh, related to me, how much of myself I saw, and how much of myself in my life I saw in the show. Um, and like you mentioned earlier, I am in the community. So for me to be able to go ahead and uh, kind of have firsthand experiences of some of the stuff they're talking about, I was just like, holy hell, Like it really does relate to me. Let me find out. Yeah, absolutely. I think when I first watched it, well, the trailer does didn't show the deeper rooted things that they, sh- that they talk about in the series. So I think that the trailer didn't, you know, give a full scope of exactly what they get into. Cause they get into a lot of stuff in the series for sure. Mm-hmm. So um, who's your favorite character in season one? Do you need a recap? Uh, you can give a recap if you want. I'm down for it. I just, well, okay. Were there any characters that, that stood out? I think for me, the one that stood out last season continues to stand out this season so far. Um, It's personally Angel, and just because of her growth. Okay, that's good. Did you like the Angel and Stan um, storyline? I did. I liked it, and I also got frustrated at it, and then I liked it again, and then I'm just, I'm wanting to see if anything's going to come back, because I know last season it kind of just 
stop. So I'm just kind of, you know, eager to see what's to come with her. I know. I'm hoping that the Stan um, storyline comes back too, but I, I don't really know how it's going to fit in this season. This season took has taken definitely a a different approach than last season. It's kind of curving two different paths from what I could tell. Um, who did you not like? Uh, I think the only person I did not like was Candy. And at first I did like Candy and I was like, ooh, she ratchet. She's kind of like me. Um, but then I was like, no, I do not want to be Candy. It's crazy that you say you don't want to be Candy because I think you need ass injections like her. Imagine. Imagine I if I did. Any... <laughs> I think you do. Me too from the black market for $1,000 with some super glue. Oh, you know, I'm down. We should just get it done together. Vesties for the resties with the nice booties. Absolutely. And you, are you excited that season two is back on? I mean, you've been such a fan for a long time. Yes, I know. I was such a fan for a long time and the way it was horrible. But I am very excited that it's back and that it's on and that it takes up my life on a Tuesday. All right. So which house would you join then? Ooh, are we just are we only talking houses from last season or? Oh yeah, there's only like already. two houses. Okay, well there was three well, houses. No, there was I guess. three. There was three. They started with abundance, moved on. If to... I had to choose, good. If I yeah, if I had to choose between abundance and evangelista, I guess the two main houses from last season. Um, I would personally go with evangelista just because you know they're more homey to me. Like home is where the heart is, not homey like my friend. Oh, so we're just going to exclude the House of Ferocity. Well, Ferocity didn't come in till the end of it. And, like, even then, I didn't – I just wasn't living too much for them. I was just like, mm, y'all are rebels. Let me find out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, like we said, Miss Candy got her ass injected. What else happened in season <laughs> one? That was great. Stanley and Angel. Um, I think what I really like about the show, of course, is that they don't – like, they show the – ugly side of how do i say this like they could definitely have not shown some of the transgendered problems like that we don't think about like just everyday living but they made sure to put that in like they always use well this season they've said clocked a lot they said clock a lot more this season than they said last season um i think they've talked about passing and i don't know i guess they just really make it a lot more personal than i thought they would i thought it would kind of be an overall like oh people have the issue with is she a man or a woman but no they go a lot deeper than that um an example for the other episode the other night episode two was that uh blanca has to steal clothes because she's going to get kicked out of a store for not passing so there's a lot of instances like that that are really good um i think how do we end season one season one ended with uh blanca getting mother of the year uh electra joining the house electra also ended up working at indochine as the hostess, which is a great role for Ele- for Electra, but her role in this season, as what she'd be doing low down underground, oh. low key in the air with the whips, that is definitely her style. I'd probably be in the House of Abundance because I think Electra is actually my favorite character. I'm a little worried about what they're going to do with her this season, but Electra is my favorite character from season one all the way. So. Yeah, she. I mean, she stayed living. She definitely gave me life. Um but I would have to stick with Angel. Well, Angel's definitely in the face of the season. She's beautiful. <laughs> She's killing it. What about Miss Lulu? Oh, girl, Lulu with the tuck. <laughs> <laughs> Lulu with the tuck. Lulu with the tuck. All right, so we actually 
haven't done episode one or two, so we're going to cover episode one and two in this. Um, we're hoping that it's not too long, but when things need to be talked about, things need to be talked about. This ain't no <laughs> red table talk, but this is uh, this is somewhere up in all of that talking nonsense. So episode <laughs> one, um, which is called Act Up which, of course, they got attacked up in the episode. Uh, it started a lot different than um, post-season one. In post-season one, it started with um, Cubby and that other guy, I don't remember his name, like just, you know, House of Abundance doing little regular, regular things. But this season, they started off with um, Praytel and Blanca going to Heart Island to visit one of uh, Praytel's ex-boyfriends who has passed away of leukemia. But, of course, we find out that he died of AIDS because AIDS and HIV is a, a frontline story of Pose. It's been that way in season one, and it's definitely more in depth in season two. So it started with a darker approach in the beginning. After the setup of season one and how it led into season two with HIV and AIDS, do you think that they um, that it's important and it's good that they started the series off this way? Uh, yes, I sure do. I think with the opening scene, my first thought of it was, honestly, am I watching the right show? Um, Same. And then right after that, though, when they have, uh, you know, different funeral conversations and they bring up the name Keenan, um, I, I, you know, I don't know, you can recall my memory a little bit better since you're a little bit more of a fan of the show, but is that not the same person who he exited with last season in the booth? Oh, my goodness. So him being the ex-boyfriend, oh it's like, goodness, no. there it is, right? Like, no, it's like the it guy is who... not. No way, <laughs> it that is. was not. We're going to need a fact check. I need a button. Yeah, we I are. need a fact check button because if so. That's crazy. Oh and that, so goodness. for me, like, that, that's what I connected. And so for me, I think them opening up exactly where they left off in terms of, you know, getting that relationship and him telling him, you know, you're not the first one I've talk to that has this and then ends up being Praytel who's still living and we have Keenan who's now the one they're visiting and you know giving that heart message to. Do you have a computer in front of you? I need you to fact check that 100% because if that is correct then I'm a little shook. I well I I guess the thought crossed my mind, but I didn't I forgot all about that guy cuz he came in at the end and I just Oh my goodness, I didn't even think about that. What was weird to me, or what was shocking to me, was that they quarantine the AIDS patients away from the other, I mean, AIDS, people who died of AIDS, away from the other people who were just dead. That says a lot. This is a lot about um, the perception of HIV and AIDS. Uh, the, I guess, how dangerous, well, at least it's perception, how dangerous people saw it. But, um, I mean, the quarantine of people with HIV and AIDS, there really must have been no research, and it must have really been that scary back then. Oh, definitely. I think, I mean, if I look at, if I compare ourselves now to then, I look at all the technology we have, and how much we know of it, just barely, um, you know, since I've been 18 and the eight years since, the information that we've been able to learn in just these amount of years back then, I can only imagine, you know, what they didn't know. Well, with... With HIV, I guess I haven't really had too much of a run-in with, like, I don't know a lot of people with HIV. I only know some, and I'm glad that, I think I repeated this, like, I probably said this last year, but I'm glad that we're so far more advanced, and I'm glad that Pose is able to tell us a story 
of when like HIV now is not the death sentence that it was then. So I will never know the impact that it did on the community and I have to watch it through pose. And it's just like, it's, it's really, I'm really grateful that we're never going to experience something like they did. I mean, people had to go through that for us to, how do you say, um, people had to go through that for us to, uh, I don't know. How do you say, like, I would know say what's going to, on. Know, yeah. They had, they had to go through it for us to, you know, in our generation grow through it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we had to really learn from them and everything they went through in order for us to really understand and appreciate everything that we have now right all the medicine so i'm glad that exactly. i'm glad that a story is getting retold um because this is important not a lot of tv shows will talk about hiv and aids epidemic so that's another thing that really drew me to this show was that you know this is something that people don't talk about when i was in high school they didn't stress it they didn't say that this was common or that it's you know the what people say was the gay disease they didn't say mm-hmm. That wasn't anything anyone hit on in high school. So I'm really glad that there's a TV show out here that talks about trans rights and HIV in the community. I think it's really putting um, the value of our lives in the forefront. Definitely. And I think I think one thing I liked about it is, you know, you mentioned to yourself and growing up, you didn't hear too much about it. Uh, me, on the other hand, I grew up and my best friend at the time of 18 actually uh, let me know that they are living with HIV. And so I had to go ahead and kind of learn through a lot of this information early on and kind of get myself protected because you're right, they don't teach you anything. Um, And so for me to see it finally in the mainstream and for me to see everybody really learning about it, including my own people in my own community, it's just like such a eye opener and I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful too. And honestly, looking at the the numbered caskets that were made out of cheap wood just kind of get tossed on top of each other um, it kind of sparks like an activist in me. I don't feel like I, I'm doing a lot, but, um, <coughs> excuse me, but, um, yeah, it's just really sad to see. Um, and I'm glad that post touches on it, which is also sad to see because, uh, Blanca goes to the hospital and to my surprise, that nurse done popped up again so i was like oh okay we're bringing we're bringing supporting cast back to the show okay here we go here goes nurse i don't know her name nurse judy uh, i imagine it's probably her name um she tells blanca that her white t-cells are below 200 which i don't know what that means i think blanca said it was klingon talk that's klingon talk to me and basically they have to uh get that um Blanca's moving from HIV category to AIDS category, which, of course, scares Blanca. She says, so I have AIDS now. And um, that scene was really sad. It, it really I, – I love Blanca Evangelista. Um, I'm sure you love her too. So to see her go through this, and only Angel knows about this, and it's progressively getting worse, um, to see the fear on someone's face of that is is very gripping. It's very gripping. But the, I don't, what is the nurse's name? Do you know the nurse's name? I don't know the nurse's name. And I was trying to think of it too. And you said Judy, I really thought it was. I think it's Judy. Nurse Judy tells us an amazing story about how she would visit um, dying patients' families. And 
she would watch them pass away and the patients wanted to give them the remainder of the medicine. I don't know if, okay, I don't know if they got permission to do that, but they would take the medicine so that they, they could give it to um, the less fortunate who can't afford it, like Blanca. So that's apparently a true story. And yeah. um, if I was doing that back then, and if I was a nurse back then, I'd probably participate in that as well. So I think, obviously, because we see this nurse again, um, there's a little ball that goes on um, in the next scene. I think Angel, I think it's like walk like a runway model. Um, oh, yeah. Of course, Angel looks like a runway model. So it's kind of not fair. It's really not fair. And honestly, if I was one of those bitches in that place, I would say it's not fucking fair. And I would throw a fucking fit. (laughs) She was out there living. She was chest popping. She was all natural. I know. And I'm just like, it's not fair. It's not fair. (laughs) They need to, they they honestly need someone to rival Angel. Like, (laughs) we get it. Angel's the prettiest and blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what? I'm pretty too. (laughs) I'm pretty too. We're all pretty. It's not just Angel's vision around here. I forgot. She's your favorite. So she wins that (laughs) trophy. Stop reading her. (laughs) I know. Um, Well, she wins the trophy, so it doesn't really matter what the fuck us ugly bitches say. (laughs) But um, so the next scene is that. Uh, pray tell and nurse judy popping up again obviously she's gonna be a regular she's clearly a regular (laughs) at this moment i knew she was a regular because they bring this chick again and she'd be around in the port and seas but it's the ally that we needed so i'm like we're like 20 minutes in and this chick is just over here all up in her face (laughs) so she gotta be um she gotta be a main character now which later we find out she is and it probably also has to do with the fact that the aids and uh, epidemic is rising in New York and um, so a lot of the people are going to her hospital that's probably a, a reason why she's out here and also because as we find out she's a part of um, ACT UP which was also something that really happened in New York as well mm-hmm. so they have a little funny interaction uh, her and Praytel, and they kind of they say uh, well first they read each other a little bit then they say <laughs> That the first person to get to a thousand um, gets a free toaster. So a thousand deaths for a free toaster. I guess it's a way to lighten up the mood. The um, mood of it all. And which pop quiz do you remember the number of funerals that Praytel attended at that point? Oh, I want to say seven forty-two, but I feel like that's wrong. Oh, that's way wrong. Okay, I guess I, I can give you a hint. Um, it's a San Antonio number. 210. Damn, I gave the whole thing. I knew it. I knew <laughs> as soon as I said that, I was like, oh my God. I, but I couldn't think of another thing on the spot because the question was kind of on the spot. <laughs> but yes, um, a thousand funerals, they get a free toaster. Um, Praytel is tired of seeing all of his friends die. That must suck because Praytel is clearly a main figure in the community. I mean, he hosts all the balls, so he probably knows all these people that are passing away around him. I think Nurse, Nurse Judy probably just goes because she is a advocate for fighting um, HIV. Mm-hmm. They go to the, or Nurse Judy takes Praytel to the ACT UP rally, um, where they plan on doing a die-in in the church. 
I thought they were literally gonna die. I didn't know what a, I didn't know what a dying was. I didn't know what a, a sit in was. I don't think anyone does those things anymore. Every all forms of activisms are typically done via social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. Very true. New um, age, new age, actual technologies and cell phones, not beepers. You got to go out and talk to people. <laughs> you got to go out and meet people. Something that I'll be learning here soon. Um, let's see. <clears throat> so they all go to the act up. I'm sorry. After the act up rally, they participate in the uh, die-in, which a lecture did not attend. How did you feel about the die-in scene? Um, well, at first, I didn't realize how much of them were going to be LGBTQ allies and not as such. So when I saw everybody rise out of their seats and really, you know, lay down and you know do that peaceful protest i was shocked um and i me personally i think it was an eye-opening scene because at that time the church was completely 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 against anything that had to do with you know homosexuality or that sin right when i saw the scene it was very gripping honestly the whole like first 30 minutes was really gripping because they had um, the die-ins. They had the camera work, which made it seem like it was like really back in the day. Mm-hmm. And then um, they had the angels screaming and the, the police coming and like taking people away. So that was really great. Um, <clears throat> it was really crazy. It was really crazy. Uh, Electra didn't show up, like I said, but she did show up to the ball, which Praytel was not having it. They did like a little... I want to say French Revolution was the category that night. She came in with a pink dress, with a carousel. Like Marie Antoinette was what Pretel was basically saying all over, up and down. <laughs> and he said, y'all brought a guillotine for this mess? Because she even did a fake chop her head off. And Pretel started yelling at her because she should have been there for, uh, for the rest of her people. Do you agree? Mm, I yeah, I mean I do agree. I think that mm. in in that time with it being such a big powerful thing that they were doing and Electra being such a motherhood and such a legacy to the ballroom, you know, why wouldn't you show your respect and show where your placement is at, which is a higher you know, if if I'm Electra and she's putting herself at the hierarchy of the ballroom, why aren't you where the rest of them are at? I agree. It it I'm glad that they put it in there that some people feel too afraid to go do it. They feel like it's useless. It's hopeless. The government doesn't care. People aren't really going to listen to it. But it takes important figures to stand up to send a clear message. And she didn't do that. She didn't do that. Instead, she's out here quitting houses and flipping tables. (laughs) That's what she's doing because she don't like people's spaghetti that people worked hard for. Which... Blanca worked hard for that shit because she done quit her job. She sure did. She got up and quit her job and she didn't even care. I wish I could do that. I wish I had the courage (laughs) to do that with four kids. Please, if my mom quit her job, I would be mad at her. (laughs) 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 If my mom quit her job and she had to feed me table spaghetti, you know what? I'm actually on Electra's side now that I'm saying it out loud. You want to quit your job make me table spaghetti with probably hot dogs for meat because they're 88 cents from H-E-B? I'm not going to accept that. But something that you and I will probably both accept is that Angel, now that Madonna has brought Vogue to the spotlight, because that's what most of episode one was, was just the replaying of Madonna, Mm -hmm. is uh, auditioning to be a model now. 
she, she would gets live the in. gig. Oh my god, she's just got to be so pretty, doesn't she? This is she not an episode of hating Angel. We love Angel. Exactly. We, we love, love Angel. Angel. We love her so much that she just thinks she can go out and get a gig <laughs> faster than the rest of us. You know how long I've been trying to model? Anyway, Dad. she um the photographer that the audition lady told her to go to then exploits her and takes nude photos of her. Um so I didn't know like I guess I guess I don't how did what did you think about that? I think I think think it was an ugly truth, sadly. Um and I think it's something that even to this day, it's still a lot of things are still done the same way. Um, so I felt bad for her and I felt really I felt her openness that she had to go through to, you know, share with what happened. So my thing is, and I want to say that um, neither of you, you or me are not trans. So I don't, it's hard to speak on trans topics when I don't have the, when we don't have the experience of feeling like a trans person. But I do know that there are some people who do see things like this as art. So the line of art, artistic nudity, like, Someone thinking that she is beautiful like that. You know what I mean? Like, what if he was taking pictures not to exploit her, but because he saw her as beautiful the way that she was? That idea wasn't looked into, and I understand why. Because the story is about Angel and her feeling about her body. So I guess what it did was maybe open my eyes a little bit to to take into consideration other people's feelings. She was clearly uncomfortable, though, I want to say. That they made sure of that, so she didn't even look comfortable with it. But you know, sometimes I I just wonder. I just you know I I, I don't really know, so I just wonder like. Well, I, I just think, and, and again, for, for, well, everything for me going back to on this scene in particular is, um, yes, me and you, neither of us are trans, but I do have a trans friend, and at one point, my ex best friend, um, you know, shared with me that he was trans as well. So I can only imagine having been so close to, you know, trans people myself and them having shared some of the experiences that they go through on a daily basis. Um, I can only imagine what that felt like and what shame, you know, she sadly had to feel with it. Mm -hmm. I agree. And what I what I do know is that while I'm not trans, as we said, 45 times, uh, (laughs) <laughs> I do know what it feels like to feel trapped in a body that's not yours. Is that maybe or or not feeling like your inside matches your outside? So I understand that feeling a little bit, a small percentage of that, because, as you know, I had surgery on my chest. And when I would look in the mirror, I would hate looking at my chest because the way that I felt on the inside did not match how I felt on the outside. So if that's how she feels, then it's 100% and totally wrong for him to do something like that. Um, so I had I have the same scars that trans female to male go through. So I know that I wouldn't want anyone to exploit me if I didn't feel comfortable in my body in that instance as well. But to wrap it all up. Um, they beat his ass with Lil Poppy. Hey, Lil Poppy, we haven't even mentioned Lil Poppy, and he was one of the best characters from season one. He honestly, he doesn't get a lot of lines, but when he does get lines, he, he really do, delivers though. them. 
he makes me like emotional. Mm-hmm. He makes me he a really little does. like a little baby for little poppy. A little baby for little poppy. Hashtag little baby. Now we got little poppy. Got little baby too. Yeah. But hey. for the viewers, Z ain't little. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Let me find out. But just to end the episode on a good note, um, Angel does get chosen to be one of the top ten or top twelve of the auditions. And um Blanca feels like times are changing now that Madonna's pose has come out. Episode one, what were your final thoughts before we move on? Um Final thoughts was shout out to the allies that we have because they definitely were helping us in that time. Um, and I was already ready for season or episode two as soon as it ended. So, yeah, I, what, I mean, I guess I, my thought at the end of season one was just kind of what? Oh, we forgot. Um, Electra quits the house and joins Ferocity. She sure do. Real Bitch quick, just too. walks in the fucking house like it's hers, like it's House she, of Abundance all over again. All over again. <laughs> And it's not, bitch. Just because you're on a fucking flip tables and fucking be honestly the coolest bitch ever doesn't mean that you can just walk into people's houses and command respect. But anyway, we're on episode two now. We're so over her, even though she starts episode two off. So <laughs> um, the ball opening for episode two is with the category of fabulous film queen. Um, and we, the main character that we really see is Lulu from the House of Ferocity. She reveals this like standing dress, so that was pretty tight. But no, um, Lulu with the tuck. Lulu with the tuck. That's what she revealed. She revealed that tuck that was so good. The tuck, so the standing dress, tuck. the fucking standing dress. Next, we're gonna have a dress that walks on its own. We had a spinning carousel <laughs> dress for episode one. Um, damn. Wait, I know we're out of order here, but. Uh, pray tell fucking reads Electro to shreds by telling her she should have been there. I don't know if we talked about oh, that already, she, but she he sure does. And then really quick to write, I know we're already past it, but fact checking that was the same Keenan. Oh my goodness! So that that yeah, that we'll we'll let you sit on that. I'm sitting, but I need to get on the ground. <laughs> you just fell. I just because. That makes it, like, I wish I would have known that because I think it would have hit me a lot harder. I mean, it hit me pretty hard already, but, like... That's why that it hit me so hard. So it was the fact that crazy. It was who he left off with, and then he opened up with him literally leaving off. Like, that makes you think you can't... Like, you've got to be scared to love anyone. You know what I mean? I, like, see, that made, it think, that made me think that I'm so happy they got to spend three years together. Oh, my goodness. Wow, that's... But yeah, that was intense. I'm shook. I'm really shook. <laughs> um, but honestly, out of the film football, I think the most thing that came out of it was we finally got the question, where are you getting all this money from? Yep. Answered from episode one. Because Electra leaves the bar, I'm sorry, the ball to go to the Hellfire Ball, where she strips into fucking dominatrix gear and starts whipping this white boy hanging on a horse thing. She's living, first off, let me mention her braid, her long-ass ponytail braid, because she was popping. Oh, could you do that? I could do that a little bit better, but you know. Uh-huh. You, you know, you might as well take this opportunity to plug yourself. Go for it. No, we're good. No, it's okay, but if y'all want to go ahead and get some good braids, let me know. Uh-huh. 
Go ahead. Plug yourself. Plug it. No, we'll plug it. We'll plug, plug it at the it end. In. Don't plug worry. Plug it in. There's a lot of electricity around here. I'm over it. Anyways. Well, she's a dom mom. I made that up. I don't know if that's actually. There you go. That's actually so, a good one. She's a dom mom. She wants to be. She's just a mom in all sorts of sense of the word. But um, her slave calls her Mistress Electra. And there ain't no better place for Mistress Electra to be than as a Mistress Dom Mom. She, can, she was natural in that role. She can spew all the evil, horrible, hatred, fucked up things that she wants to say. And that's how you know, America, that whatever you are, whatever you want to be, there's a place in this world for you. If you're a fucking mean ass person, go get yourself a mean ass job because there's a place <laughs> for you in this world, just like Electra. And it's called a dominatrix. Did you think that? Electra was a dominatrix like is that what you thought all her money was coming from I mean prior to no but when it when they showed the scene and everything it did go ahead and make sense I think for me though and I know it's um a little bit like weird uh, but for me I thought the thing that was another thing that was great about this scene was the fact that they referenced a drug that is still used in the community to today which is why and so for me um i forgot i forget the scientific name but i know in the street in the hood in the community it's going to go ahead and go by poppers uh, which is what he them. was inhaling it was what he was inhaling into his nose to go ahead and give you know that a uh, little bit of a little bit of a time frame of just pleasure and so i just think for me in that scene what i saw was that you know the culture and the community at the end of the day we're still the same a little bit we still we're still in that sense, you know, doing mm. the poppers and, you know, having the good time and everything. And and for those of us who don't know what poppers are, Miss Thing, can you go ahead and give us a little definition? Well, <laughs> my definition, these oh. definitions from experience? would literally just be, uh, not from experience, but from experience would be that it's just a, it's a drug and the reason I say from experience and not from experience is because <laughs> <laughs> depending on where that environment is, that drug is going to be used differently. So it's a drug. I think it can be classified as a drug, but yet it's sold over the counter. That's um, what I'm saying. So is it legal? Or I don't really know. It's like, it? it's like Advil. It's like Advil. You know, Advil is considered a drug because it's Advil, but you can buy it over the counter whenever you need it. And what does it do? I think <laughs> poppers, what it really does, at least in the community, is it helps loosen things up to let something booty holes in. or like booty your holes. booty holes or like your like relax. I mean, your relax, which in turn relaxes your hole. Yep. Oh, wow. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've literally never I've always heard the word, but. I've never like I'm not really a drug addict. So don't even I'm not really a drug addict so I don't really know what be going on. But um which is well, I guess what was different about this scene is the show's never shied away from the idea that people fetish fetishize trans people. So I don't know if the re- if the guy like if the guys down there only want trans women or if they want cis women. 
So I wish this show, I know it's not a big deal. I'm sure we can infer that all the women down there are trans, but I wish the sh- I like it when the show deliberately points it out and makes it apparent. I feel like they probably will in due time. Like, you know, they're they're going to show a difference, a line of like, where is it drawn at? Well, last season, one of the best moments in the show was, or I'm sorry, the best storylines in the show was, of course, Stan and Angel, which we referenced earlier. And they made sure that they pointed out that Stan was fetishizing her as Angel and Mr. Ford was fetishizing. Oh, my God, I'm fucking struggling. It's fetishizing <laughs> Electra because when Electra finally got her surgery, Mr. Ford didn't want her anymore. So I like when they hit on things like that. I like when they hit on things that where people go like, oh, you don't have that part that I need. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's just I like it when they when the show hits all angles of trans life. I want to see the good, the bad, the struggles like and I want clear definition and depiction of it. Like I want to be immersed in that so well i feel like we're definitely going to go ahead and get more of it with the hellfire club because i feel like that's not going to be the last time we see it and i know it's going to pop up again when i i'm just excited for that i'm excited too and i'm excited for electric get her own episode this season because honestly i don't know they tied it up well like with her making up her own house but I still kind of like she's still kind of a floating character that up until the end of this episode, you don't really know what they're going to do with her. So I'm glad that they like are laying some groundwork for that. Oh, my God. I feel like she's her floating character is in between houses, but her <laughs> place is on the show. Like she's she started all this drama. She started she started all this drama. She didn't start no drama. But she she song. she. Her and Blanca got into it on season one, and that this started everything a downfall from Miss Electra. I like when she said, While I don't enjoy the company and the food could use a little bit more seasoning, I do believe <laughs> that families should do things together. And yeah. that's what I love about like, she's just so she's, I feel like she'd be I so passive aggressive. Yeah, I feel like I relate to Electra the most, even in this Dom thing, like. I feel like I relate as well. So if anyone wants to get fucking slave whipped and degraded around here, you can tweet me or follow me on Instagram. Um, with some poppers. With some poppers. They say that, and they also said that business has been booming since AIDS. So I want to know how all this, I just like, uh, Pose does a good job, but my God, I just, I want more. Like, I want more. Well, yeah, I think business has been booming with AIDS because before people I want to know why. Well, I think before people were actually okay with the whole penetration aspect of it, whereas yeah. now they're afraid of it. So mm-hmm. these dominatrixes, which is just turning pleasure into pain, um, you know, now they're making that money because it's like, hey, people don't want to do anything all the way. They just want to go ahead and get the act of it. So let me go ahead and hit them with this whip and, you know, let, let me cause the same pain versus pleasure. Okay, yeah, true. I guess I can see it that way. Um, but it's it's a great fit for Electra, seriously. Like like I said, place in this world for everyone. Place in this world for everyone. If you out there trying to make that money, figure it out. True. Okay, so on a lighter note, Angel says that Blanca's style is shit. <laughs> she, she, said, she says she that Blanca's... Her. Yeah, she said, 
Momo, you style shit. Does that sound like Angel? Mm, that sound that'd be I could like picture you Mama. making that face, so I'm gonna say yes. Mama, why you be dressing like that? <laughs> <laughs> I could picture all of that. Ain't nobody gonna I... take you seriously if you don't if you can't pass, they're gonna clock you. Does that sound like her? I thought I actually thought she was on the line with us right now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, she I'm is. I'm just kidding. This is Angel here, India Moore, fashion model, <laughs> taking pictures on the piers where I used to work. That was not. Yes. That was not. That was no shame to Angel. But she I hope did. she don't hear this. She did. I hope she don't hear this either. She don't know me. She's she's too busy out there stomping on Trump signs and being an advocate. Y'all saw that video. True. I know y'all saw that video. But Blanca says that um. She has to steal because the stores will kick her out because they're going to clock her. So she don't even got time to try on the clothes. She don't even know. If, like, if she sees it, she takes it. Hopefully they fit. That's it. So that's a great aspect to touch on because, like I said, I love I love to hear the daily struggles of a trans person. When I walk in, you know, the only place I'm scared to really go is the airport because – they be trying to pull me in for like they be trying to get me for terrorism in the airport. True. See, I'm afraid to walk into my local Walmart because of some things that have happened already. So, well, you're a violent person, so I definitely understand. If only it was for I was for color, but it's okay. Yeah, people always are like, "Are you Arab?" So whenever I go to the to the airport, I get a little worried that I'm gonna need that special search. <laughs> and no one's I just going think back with, there. With this scene, though, I think what I really liked is Angel saying how less is more. Um, and I think it gives views to uh, two different levels of trans, I guess. And I don't want to say there's any levels because I'm not in that community, so I really don't know. Um, but No, there's definitely levels. You see somebody like Angel who is going through the same thing that Blanca is going through on a day-to-day basis, but just with her looking that is it makes her life that much more and not by a lot because i'm not saying anybody in the time frame had an easy life but she don't have to go into the store and worry about getting chased out oh definitely not because i think i think there was an instance in season one where she tried to apply for the job at the trump tower and they wouldn't allow her but i think that's really the only instance and you do speak on levels which um the show talks about those levels all the time. Uh, uh, season one, Electra says that uh, Blanca won't pass. Season one again, uh, the House of Ferocity tried to make fun of the stubble on Blanca's chin. So that's why I'm glad that they don't shy away from things like that. That they just kind of like give us the full thing so people know exactly what what they're talking about. And sometimes it's lighthearted too. So. So that's great. Um, so in episode one, which I don't think we talked about, uh, Blanca quit her job and decided that she's going to open up Vogue Nails. Yes. So episode two continues with that storyline, and we meet a new character, which I hope sticks around as well, because I also like this character. I know she was mean. And I could see you liking things. her. You, you, I think you probably know all the characters that I like already. Yeah, and you know, she used a word you're not even fond of, and I'm surprised you like it. I know, I know, I can't stand that word, and when she said it, I was disgusted. For those of you who don't know what that word is, um, I'm not going to say it, because I don't like the word, but it's 
the but you know letter, exactly what word she used. It's the three-letter <laughs> you know F word. It says F-A-G. I don't even like spelling it. I know times are changing. The gays use it on themselves. But I just I have a bad experience with that word, so I don't like it. Um, her name is Mrs. Norman. So she goes to meet with Mrs. Norman. She She's updated her wardrobe. As we see, I think she wore a coat that was zebra-striped, if I recall correctly. And Miss Norman ends up giving her the keys to the house. She said that her husband is half F-A-G, half gay. I don't like that word, so half of that. And that she caught him fucking around, and she did him worse than he did her. Do you believe that? Um, I feel like, yes, because at that time, she's able to use it as exploitation. So, you know, she got all the money she wanted and all the property she wanted. Was that was that property like a reference to Electra and her property hitting people? That's a reach. Okay. Um. Anyway, she gives her the reach. Uh, she <laughs> says yes. She gives her the keys to the crib or to the place. No contract. They do it on a handshake. As soon as a handshake happened, I straight up shook my head. No. Well, you know, Miss, her name ain't Blanca, the businesswoman. It's Blanca, the mother of House of Evangelista. Hey, Blanca, but we know later, the, later in the show, Bray gave her that. Fucking Blanca. Bray gave her that credit later. No style Blanca. You know, that's what yep. she is. Okay. She's a businesswoman. Libra- library's closed for Blanca right now. And Angel, or can we still go with that? I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm, both. They're the best. I'm just kidding. They're both the best, but it's all about Electra. But anyway, um, so she gets the key to the house. Uh, Ricky makes an appearance again. He's back. I so of course we knew he was going to come back, but I didn't think he'd be back so soon. I mean, he's back from touring with Al Greed. Is that is Al, it Al Greed? Sharpton. I was going to say Al Moore, but well, he's back from touring. He's and, back from touring. Um, he runs into Damon, of course. He don't really run. Damon's got the whole setup for him. They're ready to get it. It's been a long time. It's been a dry tour. They're ready to so get it think. on. I mean, Damon's had a dry spell, so Damon ready to bottom out that night. But Dad. Blanca kicks in their curtains and says, y'all need to come out here because um, another one of their friends, I believe it was Derek, has passed away. Another. Yep. So we get a scene. Blanca... Not Damon, not Ricky, but Angel and Poppy, and of course, Pray Tell and Nurse Judy. I wish they would have gave us an update on the number count, and I wish it would have been higher so that we can like really get an understanding of what's going on. 210 deaths, though, to HIV. In fact, I looked up a fact today, and in the 90s, the um, death rate went from like 5,000 in one year, and then in like the 90s, it went to like 14,000. So yeah. I read that somewhere on the, on the internet today. Um, so they get back to the house. She's like, Where the fuck were y'all? People aren't coming here dying, you need to be supporting. And they're saying that they went to Sunday Fun Day or whatever at Knockout down the street. And was oh, like, they said that or you said that? They were at Knockout, Pegasus, Sparkies, they went to go twirl and all that back in nineteen ninety one. They probably saw you there and all that shit. And, I'm sorry, I don't live down there. Uh, Okay, can someone give us a counter of how many times they've seen Z over there? Anyway, Never, because so, I'm always working. Uh-huh, as as we run into the same people, like, every week when we go. 
we, you. Um, anyway, so uh, they say, well, with with Madonna's Vogue, like they were out and people were finally recognizing them and blah, blah, blah. They cared more about fame than they did about their homie that just passed away. One of their many homies, like they really did not you really need to face some of these things. You need to see death like up close and in person for you to really know what, like what it is for it to really hit you. And they weren't there for oh, yeah. that. They weren't there for that. Well, they, they hadn't really seen death or oh, they're ignoring it. I think at that point, it's something that happens so often in their community that it's like, Oh, it's just something that happens. It's like, why not? Right. Mm-hmm. Sadly. So, the next thing that we get is we check in with the House of Ferocity, and they're on their Slim Fast diet. They barely got any money. <laughs> um, they're on their Slim My Fast diet. And what was it? Beef jerky? No. What the fuck am I talking about? Anyway. Well, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking what about. What the fuck? I think, oh, we I think about it was beef. just Slim Fast. Yeah, I don't know where beef jerky. <laughs> but they're on a Slim Fast diet. Man, I wish I would have wrote down the thing... That one line that fucking Candy said to Electra about her being a, like a washed up sex change or something. That was amazing. Because <laughs> Electra just be going at people, but Candy actually has is like that bitch to read people all the time. She did it in season one, so. True, but at the same time, Candy's the one that is getting questioned by Lulu right now, so I'm ready to see what happens there, too. Do you think that Candy's going to get an episode like she did in season one? I think Candy's going <laughs> to... Candy was over there talking about what everybody was good at, and Lulu straight up read her and said, "So what are you good at?" Oh, I <laughs> and know. and then they went straight on to the next scene. So I'm one, I'm waiting for Lulu to really do something because Candy makes a fool of them every time. And then like they they always cut or at the ballroom scenes, they always make sure to like diss Candy. They read her, yeah. Like, they read her saying like she's, she's gonna end up being an embarrassment to that house. Like every single time, she always bringing a hammer. She's always bringing a hammer. Always. Electra's flipping tables. Candy's bringing hammers. And Blanca's bringing no style. So you always no. know what's on the table. But um, Electra asks for more closet space. And <laughs> they say no. So Electra decides that she's going to start her own house. And that house is going to be called... Do you remember? Uh, I personally fell in love with this house because it was House of Winter. Uh-huh. And uh, let me find out. Real quick, shout out to Azalea Banks for having uh, Anna Wintour this year. She'd oh, be God. calling the shots. <laughs> yeah. She'd be knowing, you know, the community. She'd be on our side. Is she, though? She is. Anyways. Mm-hmm. That's a conversation for another place, another time, yeah. and maybe Z the podcast. So she recruits uh, Tess, who is like in real life is a well-known trans actress as well Mm -hmm. um they even got this like they even did this little montage thing with their names and logos i know i really liked it that time but i also like the fact that she was out there buying all them i know i know so tess is the vogue femme fatale which i guess she's voguing shadow and silhouette are the king and queen of vogue and jasmine is a triple threat so what was good to me is that Electra, of all people, I'm surprised that Blanca didn't figure this out before Electra did, was that if they're going to, like, 
Electra's all about the balls. So, like, her main focus literally is the balls only. So maybe I shouldn't be surprised. But she's trying to take the balls to another level because in season one, they walked, right? It was called walking. And they still mm-hmm. did, like, some voguing in it. But um, Electra knows to fill her house with voguers because it's going to up the show. Well, I think at this time, yeah, Vogue was also really getting into mainstream, really getting popular even more in our community. Um, and then, I'm sorry, but I've I've been to a ball. I've been to a few balls here in uh, where we currently live at and everything. And it, it, it gets live. I, it, when I competed in my ball, I was trying to do the ball. So I can only imagine Electra, who's been winning all these years, you know, doing the most. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you say competed in a ball or shaped like a ball oh competed in a ball honey don't even oh i'm sorry i'm so sorry if but you, if you can't duck walk don't come for me i can i can he don't even know what duck walk is i can regular walk <laughs> and let me tell you that regular walk it's powerful it's powerful regular walk <laughs> may not be able to walk the house down but but the house can hear you walking. <laughs> they can hear me and they can see me and they can, if you can hear me snap and they can do all that too. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, so House of Wintour, Wintour is coming. I don't know if you, if you got that reference. Oh yeah. But um, Wintour is coming. That leads to a fight because they don't want to deal with the entrance, but Electra feels everything that she's done for the ballroom community, she should get it. Candy ain't having that. This is where they get into a little knife versus hammer fight. And um, what was what was so funny was that they had security break it up, and security was these two like butch ladies. And that was, that was so funny. I was like, of course, of course, of course. So, um. I think the ballroom like category was Shakespeare, or oh yeah, some kind of play. I think it was like Romeo and Juliet with Evangelista. You had Ferocity who played out Cinderella. Yeah, some type of Renaissance or something like that. So yes, House of Evangelista did Shakespeare, Ferocity, Cinderella, but it really was all just to set up this Winter is coming thing. House of Winter. Like I'm sorry, I'm still gagging over here. Why are you gagging though? She bring it to you every ball. She be killing it though. I be <laughs> well. It's just so much happiness on my side with it. Checking in with because that ball was kind of like honestly the balls are great and I'm glad that they put it in there. But this season really is focusing on like the HIV storyline, which of course is great um, because every show has to elevate. But we're not done with Mrs. Norman because she's doing an interview. Not just her, but her two dogs, Cash and Credit, are also a part of the interview, which is just <laughs> another reason why Ms. Norman is one of the greatest auditions to the additions to the show. Nurse Judy, you're great, too. Um, she's doing an interview with whoever the fuck, probably about how rich and famous she is and her cheating That's husband. exactly what it was about. Was it? It was about how she's going to be one of the most uh, best and wealthiest in real estate for women. Mm. Yes, with her dog's cash and credit. I love that. I love that. Her nephew walks in wearing a designer jumpsuit. Designer something. Looking like a whole tight clothed mess. 
Um, and she tells him, you know that lady that you got working at the the storefront? That's a man. And she said, no, she's not. She said, you might want to look again. That's a man. And she goes, well, if that's a man, then he can't work there. So she sends her nephew, I think his name was Jonas, to go tell them about, uh, to go kick Blanca out of the storefront. Gives her money back, tells her she has to go. Blanca feels defeated. She walks out with um, her head down. But um, that's okay. She'll be back later. Anyway, because I'm sorry, I just noticed that we actually missed something at the ball that happened. That was a big deal. Which is what? That is that a guy named Chris runs into Damon and tells Damon that Ricky has slept with Chris. Which I don't know how we missed that. Damon throws a punch. I even wrote it down right here. Yep. That's me. I'm Damon. Damon threw a punch. Well, that's not you because you can't fight. Um, But Damon (laughs) threw a punch and it landed. That is me. If it was a drink. Yeah, if it was air. If it. No, if it was a cup full of my Sprite and vodka, which just, if anyone was ever thinking of maybe taking me out for a drink, that's what it is, a Sprite and vodka. No roof. He likes to go out on Thursdays when it's cheap. Yeah. It's about as cheap as Z's wardrobe. But, anyway, which so... Which is cheap, because I don't put a lot into it. <laughs> I know, it's like, just the curtain it's all black fits everything. over his body or something. I don't know, a bed sheet. But... So because of that, um, it causes a rift in the whole episode, really, as far as Damon and Ricky go. They even go as far as to get tested again to make sure that because Damon was convinced by Ricky not to use a condom when they're hooking up. Safe sex is great sex. You better wear a latex. Who said that? That I don't know. Somebody wise. Yeah, someone very wise. It was little Wayne. Like it was pray tell. It oh, was little Wayne. It was little Wayne. Yeah, he's so wise. Um, so they start fighting at the house. Blanca can't understand why she can't get them to, uh, like understand how valuable their life is, and that this disease is out there killing their community. And I like that she touches on that they're black, they're gay, they're young, and there's a disease that's out there that are that is killing them. And that the government don't want them to win. They don't want to see us win. Who said that? They don't. Who said that? That I don't. Go ahead. Let me know. DJ Khaled. They don't want to see us win. I'm young and black, too. They don't want to see Khaled isn't even young and black. And they don't want to see. I know. he's They don't want to see us win. Um, so the way that Blanca does this is by telling them, this is a great scene, um, that she has AIDS. And I make sure to differentiate between HIV and AIDS because AIDS is more severe. So I like that, that they differentiate that, that she has AIDS. And we get that great scene of little Poppy. Like, I'm not going to say I cried. I'm not. I'm not. I didn't. I didn't cry. I didn't cry. But damn near shaky, watery eyes. But you see, so even before that, though, I think the scene opens up. And, of course, she's there putting the cucumber on the condom, going real, you know, 1970s gym class. Um, And 
I, again, going back to Angel and me seeing her grow, um, you see Angel getting very upset and Angel snaps at them real quick. And in that moment, I'm just getting ready to see what's going to happen with Angel and the mother she'll be. Um, if and when, you know, Blanca does, if pass, you know, because she's more and more showing that motherhood to these boys. Mm-hmm. And I'm living for it. I'm living, I'm going to cry right now for Angel. For Angel? For Angel. Why you crying for Angel? Because she over here really going through it. She's She is getting ready to realize the fact that at her young age, she might have to be the next mother of this house for these boys. I'm crying for Blanca. I'm crying for Blanca too, but I mean, Angel's getting Angel's over here looking at Blanca saying, damn, I'm going to have to take your spot soon. And I'm, I'm crying for, for little it? Poppy because he was really sad. Like, he really... He, he knows what he's scene. doing. He knows. Give him more lines. Give him an episode. It'd be that. It'd be that accent, you know. Mm-hmm. It's. He's just. I don't want to talk about how good looking he is, but he's just great. So, um, Blanca. I think at some point in there, Praytel tells Blanca, like, if you want them to fight, then you need to fight. So she goes out. Is working in the store, and that white bitch comes. She's like, "What are you doing here?" Um, I'm working. I paid rent. I got two months up in this bitch, and they start going back to back. Blanca says she got a lawyer. Um, about I don't know, was it human rights or like the right to work? Something with know. HR, yeah, HR. Something with the human resources. Right, human resources. They had that back then. Hmm. Well, sure did. I wonder what. Were companies still because they make it seem like nobody is gonna hire a trans person back then. So, like, is that accurate? I think very much so. It was accurate. I think, um, you know, at that time with all the epidemic going on and how it's seen as a plague, um, and how our community was seen as you know a lesser than, um, they weren't wanting anybody to come in and you know infect their company with that. Right, but I mean, like, as far as HR policies, do you think they had, like, diversity clauses, you know, like, right to work? Yeah, they did. I just think at that time, it was a lot more, it was a lot harder to win the case than it is these days. Yeah, probably. But Blanca basically says, like, she'll go to war for it. She even says, I've had more beatings than you have breakfast. And that's true. That's just showing all them L's she took, you know, and she's about to come out with a W. Mm-hmm. A W, which, unfortunately, the House of Evangelista don't get a W at this Euros, Euros ball. Is it Euros or Euros? I thought it was Heroes. Hero, like with an H? Yeah. No, 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 no. Did they look like heroes to you? They look like, yeah. an- they look like angels. It had to be some majestic. I feel like it was House of Heroes because it was um, exactly that, majestic and like very Hercules era. Hercules didn't have an era because he's fictional. Yeah, he did. He was way back in the day. Hercules is a fictional character, but he had his era. There's no era. When you think of era, you think of you think of an era. You think of Greek mythology, which was before. BC, you know, so there's an era to it. Oh, she's a mythologist. Oh, you know, she's just a broad thing. She's a mythologist. She's outside the box. Because she has her degree. She looks at this box, that box, and that box. Oh, cash and credit. Okay. But, um, 
the House of Evangelista looks busted because they got all these other things going on. And, of course, Winter came through. I don't even know what happened to uh, Ferocity. But Wintour came through. I don't want to say Winter. Wintour came through, and they snatched the uh, the trophy. Well, remember, nothing happened to Ferocity because Candy went out there acting a the fool, putting on some wings, and got red. She got red again. Uh, doesn't Prey ask her, like, when are you going to learn? Every time. Prey is like, up there like, bitch, I am tired of reading you. Like, stop. Like, girl, you, what is your talent? For real. Her talent is getting red. I'm going to call her library. She's good at getting red. Her talent is getting her ass injected with cement. That's what her talent Dude. is. <laughs> it really, I can only imagine. After the ball, Damon pulls Ricky to the side and breaks up with him. Just to wrap up the episode. Ricky was crying. Do you think Ricky cheated on Damon? Uh, yes. I feel like in the moment where they let out the information of them not using safe sex was a moment that I believed he did. I think I was giving him credit, like the benefit of the doubt saying he didn't, he didn't. Um, this is just, yeah, I think his name was Chris. This is Chris being petty. Um, but when that happened and I saw the look on his face at that moment, I was like, ooh, damn. Like, you did. Oh, he cheated. He cheated. My thing is, is like, and I, I mean, I don't know any travelers or world tour dancers or blah, 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 blah. But I can't imagine, like, like when that clock strikes, like, midnight, in my home, things start rising, thoughts start flowing in. So if someone, if there's a body next to me at that point, it's probably going to get used. Oh, my God, that's so horrible to say. That sounds bad because that's exactly why. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so bad that is That is exactly the reason why Blanca's over there <laughs> talking and telling her story and saying not to be going with everybody. Because... That's so bad. You like you literally went against Blanca in this whole. I did. I haven't. No, I haven't said that I acted on it. I'm just saying. No, I'm not. I didn't say that I acted on. I'm just saying. Like, if if this is how you're feeling, if this is how I'm feeling at home by myself, and you put me on tour with amazing bodies, I'm gonna just stop right there. I'm not even. I'm gonna stop. (laughs) This is gonna like hurt everything that I'm working with. Yeah. Um, So, Damon breaks up with Ricky. Ricky's crying. I felt really bad for Ricky. Like, Damon, honestly, Damon, you're a non-motherfucking factor, bitch. Who said that? I don't feel bad for Ricky. I mean, if you want to cheat, then you're going to go ahead and reap those repercussions, you know? And Well, essentially, Damon breaks up with Ricky because he lost himself along the way. Yeah. If you're going to break up with someone, that's probably the reason to do that. <clears throat> do you agree or are you just going to sit there in silence <laughs> I just think that I feel like he did it for the right reasons I, he's doing it for himself to make sure himself is clear and really just make sure that himself and his dream that he had you know is still working and in that same progression true well we're coming to the end of the episode now so just to wrap up the episode there's just a couple more things uh that really happened that really stands out leading into the next episode because what i didn't what i don't like is so far when i watch it there's no like preview to next week's episode i know and i'm getting very upset <laughs> like i have to wait until it's uploaded on youtube but um so the house of or yeah house of winter 
snatches the trophy. Um, Electra goes out and gets a house now for her house. A nice house. Ricky moves out, and we find out he joins the house of Wintour. And Blanca is going to start taking her meds because she hasn't been taking them. The and reason Damon's why now teaching classes. Oh, that's right. He is doing that. I'm glad that they found a use for him. So what, is he just not going to go to dance school anymore? He's still at dance school. When? On all the other days that we haven't seen That we haven't seen. (laughs) Yeah, he's still dancing yet. There's no way he can be at dance school because he's getting clocked for having a gut. We don't ever see him in dance school. And he getting cheated on. I guess that has nothing to do with dance school, but... That has nothing to do with dance school. But he's still out here getting cheated on, so that's, that's... the truth um so uh which uh, which episode was your favorite one or two since we talked about them both um i would probably have to say i don't know they each had a lot i think one got me more emotional but two has me wanting more two has me wanting to know what's next and two two reminds me about like what blanca said about the ballroom um you know the ballroom isn't about the voguing it's all about just the family which is so true because I used to have my own house and that's all it was was family members. Damn, the shit done came crashing down. <laughs> yeah, you know, times change, but if I, re- you know, if y'all remember it, it was House of Twerk, and I know y'all remember it because we was bouncing everywhere. In the words of Lulu, it ain't much of a house with one bitch in it, more like a studio apartment. You know, I'm a big girl, so I count as two, so we already had a couple people in there. Two? Girl, you don't give yourself enough. Um, well, so I know that we recapped two episodes today, but that's not what it's going to be like moving forward. We just, we have a scheduling issue. Like I'm pretty much booked until 11 PM at night when I get out of work and Z's pretty much, I don't really know, but it all depends on me because I get out so fucking late. Um, so we are going to be doing weekly recaps and I'm hoping to have the episodes uploaded by Thursday night. So Friday morning is when you guys should really be able to see it. Um, it'll be available on all major platforms, iTunes, Spotify, blah, blah, blah. You guys know the drill. Uh, Z will be here with me weekly. Uh, he might have to do it by himself next week because I have a huge speech obligation to give on Thursday, possibly. But regardless, there's always going to be posed content coming out. I'm hoping that, we can open up the podcast to something um, with more LGBT related content as well. I'm also thinking of recapping the new, are you the one season? Maybe with Z, maybe with a friend who loves watching reality TV, maybe both. I don't know, but are you the one is doing a gender fluid season? And since that's one of my favorite shows ever, even when it's not gender fluid, I'm probably going to record that big brothers also coming out. Might do something for that, but with a show coming out three times a week, it's just really hard to get all of this together. Um, so, yes, Thursdays and Fridays, look out for this Category is Posed podcast. We might change the name. Don't really know. I'm just happy that I'm able to do it now. I'm happy that I can do it with my best friend. I'm glad that it could be more of a discussion now instead of me just recapping the one episode. <laughs> so, Z, um, do you want to tell people where they can find you? All right, guys, you can probably go ahead and find me on Instagram at that guy underscore C, which is T-H-A-T-G-U-Y underscore Z, just like the letter. Um, and That's easy to Z, remember. Z the barber. It is, yeah. You already got the motto, Z like the letter, easy to remember. 
Do you have a Twitter? And that's pretty much it. I don't, I don't have a Twitter. Um, actually, I think I might have a Twitter, but I don't remember what it is. Um, but on Facebook, it's going to be the same thing. Facebook.com slash Z the Barber or Z the Weight Loss. Yes, you know, I'm multi, multi. That's your Twitter name? I don't have a Twitter. What's Z the Weight Loss? Z the Weight Loss is my Facebook business page where I go ahead oh. and talk about all my daily inspiration and motivation. So inspirational. You know. And uh, my name is Roman, as you guys know. You guys can follow me. I'm really not active on Twitter that much, but I think it is still the Roman Demigod. And I do have a new Instagram name since the last time that I did this, which is Roman Samoan underscore. So please don't ask me what nationality I am. It's in the name. (laughs) And we will talk to you guys next week for Pose Episode 3. And yeah, we're out of here.